Welcome to MAP, the bi-weekly market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. Mars makes it as easy as possible for you to get your pharmaceutical, medtech or digital health product to the market and of course get the price it deserves. My name is Stefan Walzer, I'm the founder of Mars and a health economist by training and working in the fields of market access, reimbursement, pricing and health economics already since 2004. Additionally, I founded the consultancy P&N Pricing and Negotiations in Healthcare based in Toronto, Canada, which supports companies and individuals globally by coaching, simulations and training, especially on negotiations. This service is including our innovative virtual reality simulation program and is part of the Negotiation Lab. And now let's learn about the market access and reimbursement systems around the globe. Okay, very good. So thanks a lot for, and to Jürgen Wasen, thanks a lot to Essen. Um, we have uh, one of the a key experts in terms of the German healthcare system today with us. And the core question, the core discussion for today will be around the so-called evaluation committee. But before we start, Jürgen, maybe you can as well quickly introduce yourself. Yeah, hello. Um, from my main job, I'm Professor for Health Services Management at University Duisburg-Essen. Um, and I'm involved in the German healthcare systems for many years, especially in um, arbitration functions. Uh, I had been chair of the AMNOC Drug Price Arbitration Board for a number of years. And since many years, since 15 years, I'm the chairperson of the arbitration board of the uh, evaluation, evaluation committee about which we will speak today. And since a number of years, I'm also the chairperson of the arbitration board regarding prices for digital health appliances. Well, I think that's enough. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think you had a lot of more experiences and functions in as well in the past. But as you said, I think the, the core and most important kind of function you have just mentioned today, as uh, we've both now said, I think the focus should and will be on the so-called evaluation committee. Um, we have a lot of non-Germans uh, as well listening to the podcast. So maybe you could firstly start explaining a bit what the role and the function of the evaluation committee in German, it's the, it's the, the Bewertungsausschuss really is. Yeah, maybe one general sentence to start with. In Germany, unlike in many other countries, outpatient physician care is primarily done in office-based, uh, in an office-based setting, more than eighty percent of, of of all services are provided in office-based centers, which may be small practices, but also large centers with with a number of physicians in. And um, the uh, evaluation board is setting the fee schedule for these. Uh, services. Uh, one of the general features of the gen German healthcare system is that the government itself mostly does not directly intervene, but sets a legal framework. And regarding the fee schedule of the office-based physicians, 
the law says that the evaluation committee is doing the fee schedule uh, and some other uh, decisions related uh, with honorarium of office-based physicians. The evaluation board itself is uh, parity with physicians and payers with sickness funds. So the board itself, it actually has six members, three from the uh, payer side, the sickness fund side, and three from the uh, Federal Association of um, office-based uh, physicians. They do their, they have monthly meetings and there they develop uh, the, uh, the fee schedule. And actually, if they, if they do not agree, which happens, let's say, five times a year, then uh, the arbitration board uh, has, has to take place, which then adds to the six persons, um, three, uh, three neutral members uh, among me as a chairperson. Very good, very good. So, I mean, as you already said, I think we're active today in the outpatient setting. And I think before we maybe move a bit more into, let's say, the, the direction of diagnostics in the outpatient setting, which I think is also one of the potential uh, ways where uh, the evaluation committee would basically decide on. I think you have just mentioned that the evaluation committee is also deciding on the so-called fee schedules. And I guess also on the, I guess, updates, meaning inclusion, changes, within that kind of schedule. What are the core drivers for such a kind of update? Is that maybe that somebody's initiating it or is that more on an annual basis that you simply check the real resources which are needed or how could we really think about that? Well, I mean, on the one hand, we have the costing issue. So what's the correct price for a given fee schedule position? And there, of course, uh, basically, developments in costs are, are main issue. So if, if technical developments uh, lead to uh, new resource prices, then this will be reflected in the uh, fee schedule. Uh, and actually, um, partly this is done on a smoothly, uh, uh, continuously process, but every number of years, every five to eight years, uh, there will be a major reform where they actually look on the prices. Among others, one key thing which then has to be discussed always is um, the fee schedule position basically consists of two parts. The one is the technical costs and the other is paying for the working time of the physician and this had, has to be balanced every every number of years again so uh, it, which means mostly that fee schedule positions which have a, a, a much a large large share of physicians time uh, has to be um, increased in relation to uh, fee schedule positions which have a large share of technical costs because mostly the technical costs don't rise that much than, than labor costs uh, rise. So that's the one thing, costing information. And the second thing is, of course, do uh, what developments in medicine require adjustments with regard to the contents. Therefore, a given fee schedule position does no longer uh, describe adequately what's done in medicine, or it's totally irrelevant and we need new fee schedule positions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, th I think you mentioned already a very important component, which is then the, the technical bit, right? And I think um, one of those kind of technical components could also be, for example, a new diagnostic. So how, how would such a process basically look like if a company would basically say, look, we have maybe new diagnostic and I think we have spoken also in other instances that maybe the evaluation committee is maybe not the only kind of path then into, let's say, the reimbursement for such a kind of diagnostic. But how would that basically generally look like if we would assume 
this could go through the evaluation committee? Well, first of all, um, there is a clear distinction if we talk about a companion diagnostic mm -hmm. to a drug or to a, a, a more predictive a general type of uh, com uh, diagnostic. Because for a companion diagnostic, the law, the social health insurance law, requires a tight schedule that routinely when a new drug comes to the German market, the evaluation uh, board checks uh, whether a companion diagnostic is included in the label. And if the label requires a companion diagnostic, then within six months, uh, the evaluation board must adjust the fee schedule so that this uh, companion diagnostic can be done as a social health insurance uh, service. Often, um, the uh, new products uh, have companion diagnostics which are already in the fee schedule, but at least four or five times a year, there are companion diagnostics which are not in the fee schedule. And up to now, and then we have a routine process that with, within a half a year, we uh, come to a fee schedule position for this companion diagnostic so that uh, latest six months after launch of the product, really the physicians can do this uh, diagnostic in order to see whether their patients qualify for the drug. So this is the one category, the companion diagnostics. For the other thing, it's much less uh, rigid and much less straightforward regulated. If there is a new diagnostic, um, which is not a companion diagnostic, then basically we have to decide first or to look first whether it's a new scientific method. Because if it's a new scientific method, then the law uh, says clearly that GBA first has to do a benefit assessment of this diagnostic. And only if the, uh, the benefit assessment of this diagnostic comes to a positive result, then the, fee, the um, evaluation board is entitled, but then also mandated to, to do a new fee schedule position. Therefore, uh, the, the central question then is there, there is a new diagnostic tool. Is it just a slight variation of something which already exists? Then the board would do uh, adjustment of the fee schedule or is it really a new scientific method, a new medical approach how to diagnose? Then the first step is not in the evaluation board, but the first step is in GBA who is requested then by law to do a benefit assessment. Actually, the manufacturers of diagnostics are entitled to ask GBA and the evaluation board uh, what's their opinion about uh, whether something is a new medical, a new scientific method or not. Uh, and they, they both have to come to uh, agreement on this. And this actually is, is done not very often, but several times a year, uh, we get requests by manufacturers which have new diagnostics and who want to know is this a new scientific method, which means that we have to, to go through GBA evaluation first, or is it just a slight variation of an existing method which already is in the fee schedule, uh, then we only have to adjust potentially a fee schedule position. Okay, perfect. I, just, I think, two maybe further questions, rather. I think, first thing, I think you mentioned the companion diagnostic in the six month kind of time period that was my understanding is basically that within those six months also the changes would need to be let's say already implemented 
within the fee schedule, right? It's not just the decision-making within the uh, evaluation committee, correct? Well, the evaluation committee has six months to adjust the fee schedule. Therefore, um, after six months, in, in the last few days of the six months period, the uh, decision should be done. So that in the beginning of month seven, uh, the fee schedule should be adjusted. And actually that works. I, I mentioned that we meet monthly in the evaluation committee. I think 10 meetings a year. I think there is a, a, a vacancy period of, uh, of two times, but in principle, there is a monthly meeting. And it's always uh, on the agenda. There's always routine, routinely on the agenda uh, after, after, after opening the discussion and going through the minutes of the last meeting, always the first point then is, do we have to do with new fee schedule positions because of companion diagnostics? Because there is a very straightforward yeah. legal legal obligation. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And it really works. Uh, well, I, I mentioned that I'm the chairperson of the arbitration board of the fee schedule uh, of the evaluation board. We never had the um, arbitration board necessary for this type of decision because that always works very smoothly that they uh, come to the conclusion we need a new fee schedule position and up to now there also was always consensus on uh, what is a fair price to put into the fee schedule for this companion diagnostic very good very good that's uh that, that that's really good to hear and then i mean you mentioned let's say the two kind of let's say pass for otherwise for, let's say for predictive diagnostics right one is the evaluation committee or i mean if it's new innovative then it's a benefit assessment through the GBA. When we move a bit, let's say, from a procedure perspective forward, which are the kind of key evidence requirements and do they maybe differ between the two kind of pathways when thinking about a predictive diagnostic? Meaning is always, for example, a randomized controlled trial? And if so, or if not, uh, which kind of endpoints might be, let's say, discussed within the different kind of paths? Yeah, I mean, that's very clearly in the in the, if we talk about a new scientific method, then G, rigid GBA uh, thinking about the benefit assessment applies, which means that we need uh, basically an RCT and, and basically also the data uh, shall not be limited to uh, sensitivity and specificity of the test. But really the crucial question is what's the benefit of this diagnostic regarding the final treatment and outcome of the patients? Therefore, uh, actually, they, they will not stop with looking at is the test in itself good? From, from the sensitivity specificity, but what's the impact of the test on uh, treatment actually? Therefore, if, if there would be no consequence, if we have a better test, but uh, there is no, no consequence with regard to, to treatment, then this uh, it's unlikely that GBA would, uh, would see a reason to give a positive decision on this test. Um, that's of course much more reduced if we talk about a test which is not a new scientific method, but just a slight adaptation of what we already have, because then the principle proof that this method works and has benefit for the patient has already been done in an earlier uh, GBA decision. Then we basically talk about is the test at least as efficacious as the existing ones with regard to sensitivity, specificity, etc. And, and also, of course, uh, then issues of costs uh, come into the game. So if, if the same efficacy but just more expensive then it's uh, it's a more difficult story than if, if it's uh, if we talk about a 
uh, more more precise test with with only limited increase in costs. Yeah, a question we get as well a lot of times, especially from diagnostic companies, is um, I mean, w- w- when you basically fill out the document, the request for a change for the evaluation committee with all of the information for that, let's maybe call it adapted diagnostic, and they enter their kind of let's say price slash the cost for that adapted technology. I mean, how how does that, let's say, get into the discussion within the evaluation committee? So how would the the evaluation committee take an information, which is maybe price on one side, but obviously as well the time for the physicians or maybe for nurses, et cetera, into a final decision for an updated or maybe a new kind of fee within the fee schedule? I mean, are there any drivers? Is the price simply taken or is that maybe weighted? What, what, What is the thinking behind that? Well, with regard to the physicians, uh, well, first of all, uh, I should mention that the evaluation board does have a institute to support itself. The, it's it's the institute of the evaluation board. It's an institution of about 50 people, 50, 60 people. And one of their key tasks is to check the validity of such statements and to do market research. And, and one of the things which, it tries, which they uh, do is try to estimate whether these data on physician's time, blah, 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 are valid. And also uh, what's the... Um, what is the expected reaction in the market to uh, to prices which would be imputed in the fee schedule? Therefore, we do not take these uh, figures as given, which are submitted by the manufacturer, but we do our validation check. And of course, one of the ideas which we have is uh, how will the uh, manufacturers react if we put in in the fee schedule position a lower price than actually uh, they stated? Because often our finding is that if they, let's say, right in the in in their that their claims that. Um, the market price is 80 euro for a test, then we think, well, what's happening if we write 60 euros in the fee schedule? Is it likely that they don't lower their price? And if we come to the idea, no, it's not likely that they will not lower the price, then it is likely that we will only write 60 euros into the fee schedule. Therefore, the idea is we offer here a big market for 70 million euro German uh, patients. And therefore, we think that there definitely is some price sensitivity mm-hmm. uh, with regard to the um, to the manufacturers in comparing to a situation before it was funded by social health insurance, where it was basically only uh, available for people uh, who pay themselves these services or for those 10% of the German population who are privately insured. Therefore, knowing that there, we open a market with the fee schedule decision, we open the market for 70 million euro uh, German insured, there's the, the assumption that there's some price sensitivity mm-hmm. with the manufacturer. Yeah, exactly. So have you ever had the the experience or maybe you have seen it just, just generally um, that there was a new fee schedule decided on by the evaluation committee and the manufacturer has suddenly decided not to launch the product? I can't remember that these things happened since I'm in it. I'm in it since 2007 and yeah. I can't remember this yeah, ha- was- have happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I was also not uh, able to identify an example, but maybe you know, I think maybe you you could come. I mean, up sometimes that. we really have big discussions. The biggest yeah. discussions we had on uh, on COVID tests, um, <laughs> where the manufacturers threatened they would not be 
willing to, to deliver the tests, uh, but we knew that this was bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're just bringing up a good point. I mean, you discussed, so meaning, let's say, from a procedural perspective further on, right? I mean, that's the submission. You have the internal kind of discussions and the workaround, including the institute, et cetera. Then you're coming up with a with let's say a kind of proposal right for an update of the fee schedule and then this is communicated firstly to the manufacturer or is that then directly basically um uh further uh let's say pushed into the final decision making i guess then by the gba in order to adapt and finally change the fee schedule what what, what are the steps afterwards well i i guess that there are some informal contacts to the manufacturer, but formally it's going through a working group within the evaluation committee. Then it goes into a, a, a group which is preparing the meetings of the evaluation board. Uh, they always uh, meet one week before the evaluation board. And then it goes into the meeting of the evaluation board. And there it may be that, that there is no need to discuss at all, then it will be 10 seconds on the agenda, <laughs> but it also may be very controversial. I mean, some uh, the usual position, uh, or no, not the usual, but uh, not seldomly payers want to pay less than physicians think uh, should be written into the fee schedule, which is not only related to the technical costs, but also to the payment of the working time of the physician so the, uh, who is doing the test. Therefore, there are oft, not often, but uh, there happens uh, several times a year that we have really uh, controversial discussions and and. And and then they, they they try to find a compromise maybe between these two different positions, uh, and if they don't manage, then they 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 decide that I should decide. <laughs> yeah. So then you're coming in, into the game absolutely. So I think it, it's it's very also very much related. I think um what what we know also from other countries is obviously that there's a bit of back and forth between let's say the different institutions which exist in other countries and the companies as well, especially if there might be maybe open questions, right? Could be open question to maybe the clinical evidence or to the data package which was submitted. But this would also only happen within the evaluation committee process in more kind of informal way, right? That somebody would just come back and just say, look, I mean, we have- Yeah, I think the institute, which is uh, which I mentioned, the Institute of the Evaluation Board, I think they will uh, uh, raise those questions with the manufacturer. Yeah. They usually write a small report to the uh, to the um, subcommittee of the Evaluation Board to, to summarize their findings. And I think if they have open questions like this, then they would approach the manufacturer. And I think also, if in the subcommittee there are open questions, they probably will ask the, evalu uh, the Institute to come back to the manufacturer and raise questions. At least mm. uh, once it has been in the evaluation board, we never had any contact to the manufacturer because all these things are settled and it, it's very close then to the to the final decision already when it reaches the board itself. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. So, f f a bit of a final question around that kind of process. Um, what is the kind of standard timeline? within that. I mean, you mentioned a bit of on the timeline, obviously, if there's a companion diagnostic thing that was very, very tight, I could imagine. Um, but what about, let's say, kind of standard predictive diagnostics on that? Well, the, really the differentiation, again, is whether it's a new scientific mm -hmm. method or not, because if it's new scientific methods, then it needs a GBA evaluation. And that can take three years or so. 
Whereas if it's just a slight adaptation of an existing method, uh, so it needs not to go through the GBA, but uh, can be done within the evaluation committee itself, I think it should be done within a year. Got you, got you. Okay. And, and the, I mean, if you think about, I mean, you always say slight adaptation, but I mean, especially in the area of, uh, let's say, medical devices, there could be maybe even kind of same kind of diagnosis, right? Same kind of devices. Would they also basically need to submit them to the evaluation committee and just say, look, we would like to use maybe an existing schedule without any kind of update, but is, is it more kind of reporting and you would just say, yeah, oh, the evaluation committee, committee would just say, yes, that's fine. Or would that basically be beyond any kind well, of further submission? What's the idea? Making a different use of an existing device. It, you know, the, the, the idea is rather a bit, I mean, it's, it's probably two different scenarios, right? One is you could have a diagnostic and yes, you're right. Maybe it was a, a kind of adaptation where you would say, look, I mean, we're now also analyzing maybe another kind of laboratory parameter, just imagine, right? So then you would obviously, it's more the kind of question, let's say kind of, are we allowed, even though that we have already received a CE certificate for it? Or the other kind of scenario could be maybe something more like there is already a fee schedule or let's say a fee available within the schedule. And we have now a, a, a diagnostic, which is maybe measuring already a given parameter, but maybe just in another way, right? It's just another way how to measure it. Hence, we're just one basically the same amount of money, which is already available. Would they just basically need to enter the market and just say, look, we're basically the same. You can use us. Was that still, let's say, the way that they would need to let's say, get confirmation that they can use the existing fee? Well, first thing is um, by by law and decisions of the federal court on, on social and health issues, the fee schedule has to be interpreted very narrow. Mm -hmm. This is, has been decided by the federal court several times. Therefore, uh, the, the fee schedule position can only be used for exactly what's in it. Therefore, every thinking about, well, it's it's written for disease A, but we can also use it if, if the fee schedule physician, for instance, is, is, is mentioning disease A uh, to do the test, then you cannot simply say, oh, we can use it for disease B as well. Because as I said, it's very has to be interpreted very narrowly. Therefore, everything which falls out of the existing fee schedule as it is, has to uh, needs needs a change of the fee schedule, uh, which means either changing the wording of an existing yeah. fee schedule position mm -hmm. or developing a new fast fee schedule position. And even with these things, I mean, the question then still is: Is it a new scientific method? I mean, a diagnostic tool. We had this several times in in cardiology in the last years that a certain cardiologic pr diagnostic procedure was already used in a certain cardiac vascular disease, and the German cardiologist wanted to use it in another cardiovascular disease, but this was not mentioned in the fee schedule. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, actually, the decision was that's a new scientific method which GBA has to decide whether for this other disease also this method now is adequate. Therefore, it's a very narrow understanding. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, it makes sense at the end of the day. I mean, absolutely agree. Um I think we're already approaching a bit uh, the end. I mean, you have a vast, let's say, experience, obviously, not only the evaluation committee, but uh, 
obviously beyond that. But I mean, if we want to focus a bit, let's say, on diagnostics and companies around diagnostics, what would be your kind of recommendations if somebody would, uh, let's say, come from outside of Germany and they would uh, want to approach the German market? What would be the kind of key recommendation for these companies in order to be hopefully then also successful in Germany? I think one of the first things really would be to this to to find out whether what they want to do is seen as a new diagnostic uh, uh, method which needs GBA evaluation because that's really the key differentiator. If if this question is answered with yes, then you you need totally different data requirements as if this uh, question is answered uh, with no. So that's very very. Key thing, and if 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 a GBA evaluation is seen as necessary, and you actually can go to GBA and and to the evaluation community to ask for it, as I mentioned, the manufacturer is entitled to to request. Ah, yeah, I didn't mention this. The, the, if the manufacturer is um, approaching GBA and evaluation community, whether his new diagnostic is a new method or not, he is entitled that he gets an answer within three months. Therefore, that's a short uh, period and uh, therefore it will be dealt with on the next meeting after this application has been done. And and if the answer is yes, then really I would strong, so it's a new method, then I would strongly recommend that very early the manufacturer checks whether uh, his data, which he has already produced or is going to produce, trial planning stuff like that, would would be sufficient to find uh, GBA um, uh, approval. That's I think really the most important thing. Find out very early whether you have a new scientific method in GBA thinking and evaluation board thinking or not, uh, and then uh, fit your fit your data to these needs because they are really different in case of a new scientific method than in, in case of just uh, adjusting an existing scientific method. Exactly, I, I would I would fully agree. I think that that's the core because that's basically key differentiation if you basically go right or if you go left. Exactly. And that's, I think, uh, absolutely crucial because I think that's also the ultimate question, which kind of evidence um, you will basically really need to deliver to the different institutions in that way. Very yeah, I mean, one more, one more thing maybe sure. with general recommendations, I would contact, but probably the manufacturers do anyway, I would contact the relevant medical specialists which finally uh, will use the equipment yes. because, as I said, the evaluation board is 50% payers and 50% physicians and the federal association of physicians must become aware that there exists something and because they internally have of course all these specialist societies the cardiologists blood nephrologists um, internal medicine people whoever uh, I think there should be awareness among these people that they uh, think it's necessary to talk uh, uh, with with the federal association of physicians to make them considering a change of the uh, fee schedule. I think if you just write a letter to the Federal Association and don't uh, back it up with uh, support by yeah. the specialists who would finally need this new diagnostic tool, that would be difficult. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, I think that's a probably a general kind of recommendation for any kind of manufacturer. I mean, get the clinicians as a kind of backup. And if, if yep. they don't see the need, I mean, why should the health system basically then adapt all exactly. the kind of schedules? I'm, I'm fully yep. with you. Absolutely. Very good. 
Jürgen, that was a pleasure again to speak to you. Thanks a lot for all of your insights. Bye, okay. Stefan. Thank you, Jürgen. So, I mean, as we have just heard from one of the key experts also, but not only in terms of the evaluation committee, which is putting also the fee scatters together for diagnostic, it's very important to know which kind of, let's say, innovation or not uh, a manufacturer basically has in their hands. Why is that important? Because as we have as well just learned and heard, the um Evaluation committee is especially looking for, maybe call it more kind of updates and instead just simply really taking also the kind of, let's say standard kind of outcome parameters of diagnostics into account, which are especially sensitivity, specificity, and maybe kind of accuracy data um, for their decision making. That might take as well, still a bit of time and would have as, as well heard is that this is a special institution, which is also checking, that's another very important hint, how the German physicians would react to that new diagnostic, meaning also the association and some core clinicians, some core KOLs would need already to be backed up for the company. If the evaluation committee would not be the pathway to go because there is really a new and innovative diagnostic, and it's obviously very important, not a companion diagnostic, then the pathway would be to go through the so-called uh, GBA, which is a joint federal committee, and they really focus quite clearly on the requirements of evidence-based medicine, which would require a randomized controlled trial versus the current German standard of care, whatever that is. I mean, it could be another diagnostic. It could still be kind of, let's say, watchful waiting, for example. It just depends what is currently being done in the German system. Very important beyond and besides the appropriate comparator for that randomized control trial is then also the outcomes parameter, which would need to be really hard endpoint. So patient relevant endpoint, which could be in some instances like in oncology, survival, or other endpoints, which can be measured, which can really be, let's say, seen as well as a kind of impact for the patient beyond maybe even the kind of treatment changes. So there needs to be an impact seen for the patient and hence for the system as well. That was an episode of MAP, the market access podcast provided by Mars Market Access and Pricing Strategy, which is your healthcare consultancy in the German-speaking markets. MAP is available every second week with a new episode, so watch out. And in case you might have questions, contact me directly and or visit our website on www.marketaccess-pricingstrategy.de.